Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 90. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. I'd like to welcome you to episode 90. And as you know, I am the lead pastor of God's Internet Church Online Church. And this is a podcast is a part of that ministry. Today we're going to be continuing our Bible study on the book of Job, chapter number 15. Then we're going to do our prayer time and our closing remark thing, which we knew, as you know, we do our benediction blessing and our closing remarks and um, and some announcements. But I do want to say I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little hoarse today. I've been battling a cold, and I think I said that last time that we were on the air with you, Um, but (coughs) I don't got no one to take over the podcast, so here we go, is either shut it down or do the best we can, and I do have a voice, so we're going to do the best we can. Just bear with me if I get a coughing fit or or a sneezing fit or whatever. Um, If it gets to be too hectic, we'll just stop the show and then won't air it. But we are going to continue today on the book of Job chapter number 15. And we'll see how far it takes us if we get into chapter 16 or 17 or how far we go lately. It's been last couple episodes, one chapter. Because, um, you know, we've been trying to give ourselves at least, at least, you know, 30 minutes. We've been going over to 40. We're trying to um, keep it at the 30 minute mark. But the producer is, gives me leeway because God moves. And we need to move with him. So we're going to open up in prayer. And then we're going to get started in Job chapter 15. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us. With everything is said and done. We just ask you to let whatever is said is anointed by you. Help us apply it to our life, Lord, and use it for your glory. We ask you all this in your precious Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you got your Bibles with you, we're going to be... I know I've been reading Job, the whole chapter, as we go. But this Bible study allows us to break it down to so many verses on each thought. So I decided it would be easier just to go with the flow of the Bible study unless God changes it. So here we came out... A little review of chapter 14. Job was continuing his prayer to God. He kind of felt comfortable to talk to God. Job thinks that he will die soon. Then Job asks whether a dead man can live again, which we know from those two statements that it was talking about internal life and being born again of the spirit and then he talked about the end of man 
you know how basically Job thought about a tree gave him hope but then he thought about the earth itself even mountains do not last always Job saw how the rocks can fall from mountains and the rain can take away soil from the mountains again Job thought a man could never live again after death but man faces with change and death but this would would be would be hopeless a dead man would not know what happened to his children a dead man would not be glad about their honor Job supposed that a dead man has a spirit but the spirit would not feel anything good Job felt hopeless again so he's going with the premise says what would I be remembered for I wouldn't even remember I'd be dead but we got to remember that uh, that Job was just talking about even though it did shed a light to what's coming ahead to what us Christians know that there isn't a life after death it's either spent in hell or spent in heaven and let me tell you something saints Job didn't know that because the t I think Job came way before God took the Ten Commandments and, and everything. Am I correct? See, this all happened way. They're saying this happened in the Patrick times. It's happened during actually probably Genesis times. You know, around about some time in Genesis between Abraham and 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 uh, and everything that was going on, or just before Abraham, because it's it's the same town the land of Oz right uh, Oz, which I think Abraham is from too right I mean around in that area but the reason I'm talking because there's other people either in the, the Bible study here on the podcast with us here too so I'm getting their opinion I know the answer it may not necessarily be Oz uh, Oz but it was around the same part of the country but he was an Apache he was a Patrick like Abraham was if I remember right but they did have a form of godliness because we knew Abraham dealt with God before even the Ten Commandments and stuff was even made so God does in a roundabout way have a way with his people even at this point in life all right now they're going to go good into chapter 15 and now we're going to hear from Zippus second speech okay and I know that name comes out differently every time I say it Zipper has um, but let me tell you something saints God knows what that name is and we know what God can teach us so I would say Elipus okay and I'm going to try to keep that but his second speech is now aiming at Job again and Elipus says that Job is wrong 
Now, what we're going to do, that's what the first thought here today is, that Job is wrong. And we're going to read verses 1 through 6 to see what he what this has to say. And then we'll go over what's written, what's been taught here. It said, Ezepah, who belonged to the people called the Tenonites, answered and said, A wise man should not speak foolish words. He should not make sounds that mean nothing like wind. He should check that his words are helpful. His speeches should always be good. But Job, your speeches do not respect God. You suggest that prayer has no value. You have spoken evil words. Your words are clever, but they are not right. I do not accuse you, but your own words prove that you are wrong. Now, we know from the first speech that Zeppus, um basically accused Job of being an evil man. And that's why God <coughs> is punishing him. All right? Now, Verses 1 through 3 deal with this. It says, Job said that he was a wise and his friends, as his friends. All right? So that means they don't know much more than he does. And we heard this before a couple chapters of the beginning. You know, you don't know much more than I do. All right? Now, he even said that they could learn from his words. Because at least what I mean is he's having an open mind. These guys are not budging to the right. They're not budging to the left. They're not budging to the beginning. And they're not budging to the end. Because they are convinced that Job did wrong and he needs to repent. All right. But we know, but we know that Job didn't do anything wrong at this point, and it's the devil attacking him. So these friends are not doing a very good job of helping him. But Zeppus thought that there was a terrible error in Job's beliefs. All right? And for some of it, it's because he be he believes he's disrespecting God, dishonoring God with his words. All right. Four through six, Job said that good men often have awful lives, and he said that evil men have good lives. That is true. Not saying that good men don't have lives, but good men are attacked. By the devil. Just like we've seen here with Job. Job lived a good life. He had he had a lot of livestock. He had kids. And he was a man that shunned evil and and lived right. But the devil didn't like that. Because he wanted Job's influence 
to be on him. And that's what it is. The devil gets jealous of godly people because they know in the end they're going to be the devil's downfall through Jesus Christ. So he's trying to fight out there to get people to come to him. And that's basically what he was trying to do here with Job. Now Job has went through a lot. Good men suffer for the beliefs and values that they live. Alright? But evil men have good lives. Of course they have good lives. Because the devil's leaving them alone. But they don't realize that the good life, when they die, if they're not Christians, that's when their troubles are going to start. But let me tell you something, saints. I think... I would allow some upsetness in my life that knowing in the end I would have peace with God. Now Zephus could not agree. He believed that God rewarded good men, which God does. God does good with good men for living right. Elephus also believed that God punished evil men, which he does. Okay? So Job's words seemed not to respect God. Now both of these two do have a point. Men, good men, does suffer in their lives because God gets—I mean—the devil gets jealous and punish, and the, the good, the bad people have good lives, but they get punished in the end. But it also said by Zephyrus that the good get rewarded. Yes, God does reward his people. And he does punish sinners. So it does work both ways, but they both got to learn here that God is our judge and he decides when to do both. Okay? Now, but Zeppus was not right. Job did respect God and continued to praise God even when terrible things happen. Alright? So Zeppus thought here that Job disrespected God was wrong. Because if he disrespected God, he would have went away like his wife told him to do, cursed God and left. Now that would disrespected God but even though everything is going wrong Job stayed with the course and we know in the end that he's going to get everything back triple okay now now Zeppus said Job has no special knowledge so we're going to look at verses 7 through 13. And it says, You were not born before everyone else. You are not older than everyone else. You do not hear God's words in heaven. You are not only wise men. You know nothing that we do not know you. Have no special knowledge that is unknown to us. The old wise men agreed with us. They are older than both you and the father. 
but God comforts you you should be glad to hear such gentle words but you instead you allow your emotions to control your behavior you are angry with God and you're, you speak such terrible words now we're going to pick up between verses 10 uh, 7 through 10 Joe's friends believed that the older wiser the older man was wiser okay it is true they have lived longer and us younger people should listen at listen at least listen to the older wiser men okay because they could give us advice all right Zeppus said that many old people believe the same ideal as Zeppus himself. In other words, a lot of people believe that Paul is suffering the older because he has sinned against God. As many people who lived long ago had the same ideals, they thought that an ill person must be evil person. Even Jesus' disciples had such an ideal. But Jesus did not agree. In other words, you could be wise. And sometimes you might be right. But you're not always right. Because sometimes wise men's ways are flawed. Just like yours. Because they're only human. Now, I would say that it would be even better today because we do have the Bible to live by if we read it. And people live by their experiences with God. But we got to remember they're human. They're going to make mistakes no matter if they're old, young, or middle-aged. Okay? Our best bet is to take their advice if it's of the Bible but also pray about the situations going on in our life. Now, we're going to deal with verses 11 through 13. Job said that he wanted to meet God, and Job wanted to reason with God. Job was sincere when he said this. He could not explain why God has not rescued him from his trouble. But he still trusted God. Now, Job is saying, hey, I want to go to God. I want to reason with him. I want to discuss it with him. Even then, I don't understand why he's allowing this to happen. All right? Now, we know it's allowed to happen because the devil is challenging God that if you take this, this, and this away from him, he'll curse you and, and, and won't serve you no more. Well, so far, that hasn't happened. All right? Now, Zeppus thought that Job was angry with God, so Zeppus did not realize that Job's words were sincere. Zeppus wanted Job to claim that be calm. Then Job listened. Job listened to listen to sensible advice. In other words, who do you think you are going to talk to God? No one sees God. No one has seen God. 
how are you going to talk to him and what nerve to think you can talk to him basically right let me tell you something saints God made a way for us to talk to him even at that time most of it at that time was through our priest alright but we did pray and we can pray to God to ask for forgiveness of things which is quite ironic they're getting mad at him because he wants he's getting ready to talk to God now they're having a fit because he wants to talk to God they want him to pray and ask for forgiveness alright but let me tell you something saints <coughs> some people just don't like to be wrong they have to have the last word and you know and Job wanted to go talk to God about what's going on and they're thinking who are you who are you to do the the go talk to God about way you think he did you wrong but our God encourages it now we're going to look at verses 14 through 16 and it says nobody is innocent nobody is good God does not even trust his holy servants God even even sees the heavens is not perfect so a man cannot be innocent man is evil a man even prefers to do everything than a than to drink water alright now Zephyr's got a point there between 14 and verses 14 and 15 Zephyr's re repeated the same lesson as in Job 4.17 he said that nobody is perfect so he thought that Job must be evil too well you know in a way the Bible says we're all sinners born into sin and we're all sinners and when we come to Christ <coughs> excuse me when we come to Christ we're, we're saved with sinners saved by grace so in a roundabout way Zephyr is right in a roundabout way Zephyr was right to say that nobody is perfect we must all confess our evil deeds so that God will forgive us and that's where he's wrong we can go to God and confess and God will forgive us but Job was a sincere man he often prayed that God would forgive pray that God would often forgive people in Job 1.5 alright and I believe that's when he was praying for his sons and daughters when he was having them sacrifices of their sins alright and, and he made his kids go out and do this because it was the right thing to do just in case something went wrong like it did okay and Zephyr was wrong to say that God does not trust his servants in heaven oh he basically called God's home not perfect woo wee he's lucky he didn't get struck down for that because we know God made heaven and yes the angels did revolt 
<coughs> a third of the heavenly hosts followed the devil and were thrown down from heaven in punishment. But God was still in control of heaven. And it's perfect no matter because of that. This is his creation chose to dishonor him. Just because they chose to dishonor him don't mean that God's heavens ain't perfect. God even trusted his servant Job. He trusted him so much that he allowed the devil to attack him and to prove the devil wrong. Now verse 16 deals with this. In fact, many people do not prefer to do evil things. Job always tried to do the right thing. And many people, saved by grace or not, try to do the right thing. But the thing is, doing things the right way and not having God in your heart, it's not your works won't get you to heaven. But most people <coughs> will not do evil and they live right. <coughs> now, we're going to look at verses 17 to 26. It says, listen, and I will teach you. I will explain the things that I have seen. Wise men taught this lesson, and their father taught this lesson to them. God gave them this country with no foreigners to live here. The wicked man always scuffed pain. Such a man is cruel to he suffered for his whole life. He hears sounds that cause fear. If he's successful, a terrible enemy will attack him. The wicked man does not think that he will ever escape his enemies. Wait with the sword. So the wicked man wanders to look for food. And the bird waits for his death so that they can eat his body. That the wicked man knows that he will soon die. He suffers terrible fears and his trouble seem to, seems to him like a powerful king who is ready to attack. Such men suffer because they oppose God. They dare to fight against God. They even attack God like an enemy. Verses 17 through 24, Zeppis said, repeating the friend's main ideal, wicked men always suffer a terrible fate. They will have an awful life and a terrible death. In a roundabout way, they will. Because they're going to hell. And they're going to burn for eternity. But their life not always be awful. Some have awful life that are evil. Some have good life. Just like some Christians have good life and some are serving God and some have terrible life. Alright? So you can't really put a thing on it. There is going to be death and terrible death for the evil and for the good. Verses 25-26 Zephyr warns Job here Job should not accuse God 
Nobody can oppose God, so Job would not argue. Job would agree that he is guilty like everyone else. In other words, go and ask God to forgive you and move on. You don't have a right to oppose him because he's punishing you for a reason. Well, let me tell you something, saints. God made a way for us to live right with God. All right? It says a wicked man cannot avoid God. <coughs> Punishment. So we're going to read verses 27 to 35 as we come to bring this to a close. It says a wicked man might be successful. He might be greedy in fact and fat, but the inhabitants of his town will leave his house and will fall down, but he will live there, although his house is only a pile of stone. That man was rich, but will lose his wealth. He had great possessions, but he will lose his possessions. The man cannot avoid God's punishment. He will die like a tree that burns a wood from God will order the man to die. The man should release that has can cannot trust such things give is foolish the man will die while he is young and that man will have no children he will be like a tree without any flowers or fruit wicked men have no children even the home of the man who loves buys special gifts will burn wicked men will not have children instead they will have trouble. They will create foolish things. And they will make up lies too. Verses 27-35 deals with this. Job thought that many evil people are successful. Zephyrus argued that their success was temporary. Which is true. Both on both counts. Their wealth should not last soon. They will lose everything. And in the end, they will. So Zephyrus is kind of right here. Job had spoken about a tree that someone had cut down. The ideal gave hope to Job. Perhaps God would allow Job to live even after death. Zephyrus thought that this was a foolish ideal. If someone burns a tree, the tree will not live again. In other words, they didn't have the ideal of what was to come. But what they did not know at those times, that when you die, your spirit goes to Shell Hades at this time. There's a good side of it and the evil side of it. And let me tell you something, saints. When Jesus died on the cross, which is coming... Um, this weekend which I think is Friday and Good Friday he was put on the cross and he died which I know not think that's a bad choice of words and Jesus went down to Shell Hades and took all the good souls with him and left the evil ones down there so Shell Hades is empty one whole room while the evil are still down there Okay, so this is wrong Zeppis is wrong. There, there is a place your spirit goes, and you do live again. But where are you going to live in your eternity? 
Zeppus seems to think that a person's spirit dies with that person. He thought that the only new life after death was in our children. In other words, our children's lives that we are dead. They are only hope for our future. And that's true too. Our legacy does live on to them so we need to teach them our legacy. Okay? And wicked men have no children. Some wicked men don't have no children. Okay? I disagree with that too because I've seen wicked men and they have children. But they call it, but it's how they lead these children for their destiny. Okay? A tree without fruit has no future. And that's true. That's true. If, if an evil man is living wrong, there's no future for for uh, for that culture because or that family because they are corrupting their children but if you have a good future uh, I mean a, a right to live and good morals and serving God you're creating a good thing for your family Okay, now as Job's children were dead, Job's own death would be his end, but it wasn't. That's what he, you know, Zephyrus thought. Many people believe such ideals, but the Bible does not teach this. The Bible says that heaven and hell is a real place. Um, fear things often happen in this world. But in the future, God will be our judge of everybody. Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. If we trust God, we should not be afraid of death. God has prepared a wonderful home for us in heaven. Philippians 1, 23. So here we go as the close of the Bible study today on chapter 15. We learned that Job believes that there's life after death. And he believes that he believes that we can go to God and talk about our problems. But Zeppus believes that we're all, he was a fool and that your spirit dies. And we live in our fang, family. And we can't reason with God. We just need to accept the punishment and go and ask for forgiveness. But aren't you glad that is still clear stated in the Bible that we can ask God to forgive us our sins? We can have a dialogue with God and know our spirit goes to heaven or hell? That's basically what Zeppa's second argument was. Now, Job, next podcast, which is tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Job replies to Zeppa's second speech. All right, now... We're going to be going over the list real quick of the prayer requests, and then we're going to pray for them all at once. Um, and then we're going to do our closing blessing. So we're going to pray for my dad. He's got an aneurysm on his heart. His name is James Weaver. My mom's back, which is Laura Lee Weaver. 
She's got some insurance problems going on, getting to get medical bills paid, and her back is hurting her. My cousin, um, Margaret, she's got a bad leg, and she's having a problem with her brother, and they need to work things out. Um, our friend Lloyd, he's got cancer, and praying for him, and for COVID, um, recovery for him and his wife um, for my brother-in-law and my wife as they're closing the estate that everything goes good there uh, for my friend Paul and though his so he for his back and for his for his um, business do better that his child don't have coronavirus for my friend Sean he's like a brother from another mother from about things going on in his life we need prayer for unspoken and we need prayer for his mom as she's trying to take care of her dad his dad and because of his heart problems and because of her sister and she can't take care of herself anymore and she's getting kind of tired so he's asking for God give her strength for my cousin um, Sharon and for everything that's going on in her family um, for Justina, my cousin-in-law to be for her elbow, and she's got a fatty liver that causes her to pass out. So we need prayer for that. Um, for my aunt Denise, for her back and her upcoming surgery, no, um, April fourteenth. Um, for For my cousin Lori and all the things going on in her life that are getting better one by one. And then for my grandma, for her eyes, her ears, and her and her legs to work better. And for my blood pressure. And I think that's everything, isn't it? So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to take a cold seven altar. We just ask you to bless all of these needs that need to be made. We ask you to touch and heal. We ask you to guide. We ask you to lead. And we ask you to help us. We ask you to work all of these needs out. And we ask you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And if you have any needs that need to be brought to this list, we do have a phone number at God's Internet Online Church. It is 248-720-720. 7149 our hours of operation are between 9 and 5 p.m. Um, you can call we will have, and if the, you get the answer machine leave a message but usually someone will be there if you want to call to, to talk about stuff uh, um, talk about problems um, answer prayer, ask prayer requests and guidance and Bible questions. There'll be someone here to help you. Just make call that number, and especially for Bible requests, because we want to pray. I mean, prayer requests because we want to pray for you, especially if you want to come to know Christ. So it's two four eight seven two zero seven one four nine, and also. 
I want to read the heavenly blessing over you. I mean the blessing over you. Our biblical benediction or blessing. And it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steepest, unmovable, always abounding, abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And read that over your family and pray that over your family this week and you will see a change. And write all these down. This First Corinthians chapter number... First Corinthians chapter number 15 verse 57. Alright? And read that over your family. And it will be a blessing to them. On that note, I like to say God bless you, love one another, help one another, be kind to one another, especially in these times, because we all need that. I'm Pastor Ron saying talk to you tomorrow for God's Internet Church Podcast Episode 91, and we'll be studying the book of Job, Chapter 16. Have a blessed day, and talk to you tomorrow, and God bless you.